Friday, which means we get to handle one of your questions. Today is a rarely talked about issue that researchers are saying impact an estimated 20% of couples. Well, Esther okay. asked us to do a show about low sex drive, but she wants to know about the husbands who yeah. struggle with a low desire for sex. We learn why this might be happening and more importantly, what to do about it. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley along with... Amy Smalley, yes, your lovely wife. I know, and we're doing another show on sex, oh, which is good. Goody. You're going to be healthy. No, no, this is going to be good. Sex. And what I love about it is it's about the men's low sex drive, so I know. that's more on you. Yeah, I get to be the expert. Yeah. But before we go too far, the distraction of the day. Yeah. So yesterday on Thanksgiving, I know it was a little disappointing because you were like, really... What? Remember, it was the the bride oh. on our wedding. Oh, wasn't very thankful. Oh yes. Well, so, that was that was just yeah. Yeah. Today is much better. Today's good. Which two groups of people would be the most unlikely groups to serve soup together for the homeless? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, you're not gonna see this one coming, but it's a okay. good story. All right. So you'll be happy. Okay. Good. And then for our honoring news of the day which is a new segment yes i start now the show's off <laughs> because i want people to know What's, the world is not all ending actually there are good things yes, happening yes good things are happening yeah let's hear it what is it so i will never get this guy's name right i have practiced but mark biata he is the chairman and founder of biata home Healthcare, was hosting a staff luncheon where he announced to his employees at the Bellevue Hotel in Philadelphia earlier this week that he had a huge surprise for him. Do you know what that surprise was? What? $20 million. What? Yeah. He was giving his employees no. $20 million. Dividing it up. He's got but a lot of many? employees. What do you mean? Like I know, his whole company is yeah, giving away? everybody. And he kind of divided it up No, like, are we seniority. talking cash or are we talking like an investment? Yeah. No, like a bonus. Yeah, like money, what? money. Yeah, I know. Wow. He even went back as far as people who had retired. Really? And gave wow, that's a good guy. Way to go, yeah. Mark. Way to go. There, is, there are good people in the and world. And he's part of like the generous. evil corporations, right? Yeah. <laughs> that never do anything right. That's well, right. there's one that is. Well, he is amazing. Yeah, I know. So, wish we worked for him. I, yeah, I know. Why didn't we? I hope none of our employees are listening. <laughs> we'll be like, where's our bonus? They'll be like... <laughs> In the mail? No. No. I say, um, it's in our love. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Today is Black Friday. Okay. Yeah. We have to have a Black Friday sale. And I <laughs> oh, realized this this yeah. morning. Yeah. Gotta have by it. By the way. Yeah. So I, I know. And you posted a really cute picture. I'm so glad that I made him take all these pictures yesterday. I, I posted a weird picture. No, it's good though. I think it's more accurate. I know. You, you have a lot of weird pictures you took, but that's okay. They were good. They were fun. So... Our Black Friday sale is actually pretty awesome. Yeah. Pursue Oneness, you can get for $9. Wow. DNA, which is normally $20. Oh. DNA of Relationships. Yeah. DVD study, six sessions, 45 minutes a session, three by me, three by my father, $49. What? With a workbook. No yep. way. That is normally 150 There you go. Wow. And That's then there's huge. even one more, but they're just going to have to go to smallinstitute.com and what? click on store, people. All right. Because it's a good just one. Wait. It all is. Right. So, all right. Now into the show. Let's do it. Esther. Esther. Has it, a question. And that is her name? 
I don't know. We're about to hear. Okay. It's in the notes. It's got to be Esther. I hope. I don't so. know why I said Ruth. Okay. But you know the podcast listeners. I know. know I know. I know that. I'm just saying. Are you? Sh- okay. Just making sure Go you ahead. know that. Okay. So here's the listener question. Hey, and people, if you want to make it on, like Esther did, call us 24 hours a day. It's our Q and A hotline nine zero three three nine two zero nine seven five. And if you're watching this on the Facebook Live, what stream? You can submit some questions there too, and maybe we'll get to them when we're done with Esther. All right. You ready for her? I'm ready. Let's hear it. My name is Esther from California, and in reference to your podcast about why women struggle with sex, my suggestion would be can you do a podcast that talks about the women that don't struggle with sex and their husbands that do struggle with sex? Because it's an 80-20 rule, so for the women that are part of the 20, would you do a podcast for that? Thank you. Why, yes, we will. Did <laughs> Thank she say you, her Esther. Name? Thank you, Esther. I'd already forgotten. Her name is Esther. God, You're fast. right. So we are doing that. She she mentioned that 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. And sorry for, to our Facebook Live people that didn't get to hear her question. Oh. But Esther from California basically is going, hey, do a show. About yeah. husbands who have a low sex drive. Yeah. And, and the 80-20, my guess, because the research I found is about 20% of couples, it's the man that really struggles with a low sex drive. So we're going to hit that today. Let's start off first just with um, kind of why or what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I found a good article from Susan Peace Godun. <laughs> And these are all women responding to an article she wrote mm-hmm. on sex drive. Okay. I'd like sex. Now, this is a lady saying it. I'd like sex three times a week, but I'd kill for twice a month. That's a wife. Oh. Another wife. It is awful. You go through a daily barrage of emotions that you feel are strangling the life out of you. You feel neglected, ignored, dismissed, alone, frustrated, tempted, beaten down emotionally. You feel like roommates instead of spouses. Then you see... Their wandering eye, another slap in the uh, face. Yeah. That's rough. And then the last one here, I'm 33 and my husband is 32. We haven't had sex in over a year. I'm desperate for human contact. I initiated all the time and am turned down. Otherwise, we have a great relationship. Kiss, hug, laugh. I've told him many times I want sex, he says. Yeah, we need to work on that. That's what the husband says in response. Mm-hmm. But it never goes anywhere. Now I'm starting to fantasize about our male friends. So horrible. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. That's. It, it, and I think why this is actually an important one to do is it 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 isn't usually discussed in this context mm-hmm. of the husband who has the lower sex drive. Right. Which is a reality. It and is. not even a yeah. rare one. 20%. Yeah. And that's just of what we know. It could be higher. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. aren't talking about it. And I think because there's typically a lot of shame and embarrassment uh, for the women, because mm-hmm. they think something's broken with them. Like, why wouldn't I? Like, everywhere you go, men, all they want and think about is sex. So what's Why doesn't mine yeah. kind of thing? You know what? Maybe there's a part of this that the issue might be that both the male and the female, so the husband and the wife, are both living in... Um, like they're thinking that there's something wrong with them. For the husband, he's probably thinking, 
what is wrong with me that my sex drive isn't higher? And she's probably thinking, what is wrong with me? Because I'm a woman and I'm not supposed to have a big sex drive or a higher sex drive. Because I'm on the lower end. I'm not like non-existent. Yeah, no. But I'm I'm not, yeah. Even after our honeymoon, it kind of got down to a pretty regular schedule. Are we allowed to say how many times? (laughs) No. Why? We're in a very good range of a 1 to 11 times during oh, the month. Yes. That's the healthy range. But and I wasn't um, wanting yes. it every day. No. That wasn't, that's no, not mine. No, not it, no. Yeah. And so here's some reasons why your husband might have a low sex drive. I've kind of put two major categories. Okay. You got medical reasons, mm-hmm. right? So it could be medication he's taking, could be erectile dysfunction, illness, aging, pain, like gentlemen- you know, we're all, and ladies, but we're all dying. <laughs> and so things don't work kind of like they used to. And it's okay to talk about it. And right. it's okay to get help for it. And it's also okay to go, well, we got to figure out other ways to pleasure our mm-hmm. each other sexually because I'm whatever, 60, 70, 80, you know, whatever it is. And I can't do what I used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. But that's why we have to get creative then. Right. Because this is kind of what makes a marriage different from a friendship. Right. Right, is we get to do this. Mm-hmm. We get to go, bow, chick, bow, bow. Yes. Other reasons. The, some of emotional. the other. Um, the emotional depression, pornography. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, childhood experiences, sexual inexperience or performance anxiety, stress, relational problems. Yeah. All those are things that. A lot that, of the same reasons women might be struggling with sex. Uh, yeah, exactly. So exactly. Pornography, I want to hit for a second. Um. Do not assume your husband is addicted to porn if he has a low sex drive. That yeah. is, ladies, don't that assume is, it. Yeah, that is not your first go-to. That is not smart. You don't. If you don't know, you don't know. I wouldn't just go. Hey, I just listened to this podcast, and you're probably addicted. <laughs> That's one to of porn. those reasons that you got it. Yeah, don't go there. You know, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to convict your husband if he does have a problem. Well, and I think talking about it in a normal kind of way of being able to say it's I think women when we talk about pornography we need to be able to have grace but also hold to truth and so what does that look like what does it look like is I get it men are bombarded with it women are bombarded with it and in this poor girl that we were talking about in the beginning if she's at this place where she's feeling like wow you know, I'm a woman and now I'm being tempted and nothing in my relationship is no, there's no follow through on my relationship. And now I'm really, really tempted. I need to be able to talk about that in a way and us to discuss it and so that we're not shaming or belittling anyone. And I think that when we talk about pornography with our spouses, we, we need to be able to come at it with a softness and a gentleness, but also holding each other, you know, I shouldn't say holding each other accountable. I think the worst person accountability partner for if if you you have some kind of porn addiction is your spouse because they're directly affected by that um and there's there is a comparison that's going to pop up there is a sense of oh you're doing this because x y and z and when we look at our relationship when we look at things in balance with these medical reasons with the emotional reasons with the reasons that i began with our identity we're not if we live in shame for who god created us to be i want to say that the girl that has has a higher sex drive, she needs to know that she was created that way. And that's amazing. That's great. 
you just got to get to a place where you're balancing each other out better because possibly what you physically need, we need to diversify that our physical intimacy with our emotional intimacy. And so maybe there's a man that's more, you know, talks about the stress of the relationship. I will say it again. Men want Men and women want to be able to experience pleasure together and for it to be beneficial to both people. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know, healthy. Most people want to be healthy with it. And Mm -hmm. we get in trouble when we start going, oh, you know, and we start belittling each other, negative believing each other to death. I would even say, I know that this is going to, you know, you may be really shocked. I'm getting more comfortable talking like this, right? Finally. Um, Let's just say that there are some, you were talking about illness and aging or something yeah. like that. And it's, it's man and the wife would really love to be able to experience pleasure with her spouse. And she just, it's just not, you know, it's just really, really hard for him. Yeah. It's okay for it to be about her. Cause sometimes I will say that in our marriage and there's been times or, you know, something's come up and you've gotten really stressed or something. And I'm like, Whoa, okay. Again. Wow. Okay. Today. All right. And I make it about you and that's okay. Why couldn't the opposite happen? It can. It can. And wait to, yeah. 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 No, it can. I actually found a really good thing that John Stossel did on this very topic. And in this article, it said, according to, and Davis is Michelle, Michelle Wiener Davis. Oh, She's good. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I've met her. Yeah. She's amazing. Very helpful. According to Davis, women in low sex marriages tend to think their situation is unique. Hmm. They start to wonder whether they're the only women in the world who are married to guys who aren't following them around the house <laughs> with a permanent erection. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't normally happen either. I mean, yeah, but that is the myth. Yeah, that's the myth. Yeah, that we're taught. Yes, and that's men, true. Hey, let me tell you, if you have a low sex drive as a guy, that same basic belief is mm-hmm. like, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't I run around the house constantly wanting to have sex with my wife? Is is there something broken in me? And I, I mean, I think we're starting to get a little bit better with um, allowing people to be who they are, but. Society still kind of has some norms. Lori mm-hmm. Barrett said her husband's lack of desire has been tough on her self-image. Oh. First, it was for me almost like, what's wrong with you, right, towards her yeah. husband? And then it was like, whoa, wait, what's wrong with me? Mm. He doesn't want me. Oh, yeah. And that can get hard. Rejection. Feeling rejected is probably the biggest common denominator with low sex drive for the, the other person feeling the uh, the oh, wife well, feeling yeah, rejected right. or the husband feeling rejected and when you think about that you don't want me he doesn't want me he's rejecting me and that's a that's very tough and so you need to be able to talk about those things yeah. and not in a shaming way but in a way that honors both of you yeah and so here's what you do we have three basic ideas on what you can do and um well it looks like we actually have two Let's just do it. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why. First one is you cannot ignore it. Do not ignore it. I will say out of all the aspects of our relationship, the pretty much the most consistent thing that we've had together is we have had a pretty active self sex life. And it's not that there hasn't been periods where it's been where it's been longer periods of time or whatever. Our span has stretched never beyond the normal range. Yeah. 
But being able for us to be able to talk about it and for you not to feel shamed and for me not to feel shamed, that was when I can remember when I was first pregnant, I, I, my hormones were going berserko yes. and you were very patient with me. And sometimes you'd be like, oh, okay, Amy. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Yes. yes. Let's go for More it. More sex. Yeah. And that was different for you, but yet we yeah, allowed that. You were pregnant. And just <laughs> the whole thing freaked me out. <laughs> well, I can remember also, you know, it's one of those tales things of, you know, they think sex would make pregnant, you know, make the, oh, the baby birth come in. You're like, right. I don't know if I, I could. Like, you're on your ninth I month. love you, but oh, I just I don't know. I and I, and, but you didn't shame me in it, I but know. it was, it was really, but we talked about that kind of stuff. And I think that the body image stuff of for either spouse, that's huge. Yeah. But being able to say, I'm not going to ignore this and I'm going to be honoring with this. This is a gentle, this is a uniqueness of this relationship and I'm going to treat it very carefully and gingerly and, 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 count my words and think through them and be kind. Yeah, well, because, folks, your relationship is way too important to yeah. ignore this thing. You don't want to ignore it. But when you do talk about it, mm-hmm. you got to focus on the buttons. The if button. You, if you don't yes. know what buttons are, it's just your feelings. Yes. Where couples and people really get in trouble, period, in communication is when you try to discuss facts. What if I, you're upset yeah. or there's something negative you're feeling, it ain't about a fact. It's not about we don't have enough sex. No, it's it's about when we're not having enough sex, I'm feeling rejected, unwanted. And what's funny is this this girl, Lori, when at first she was like, What's wrong with you? So first she was pointing her finger and she was saying, What's wrong with you? There's something wrong with you. A, if you do that, what's wrong with you? Why are you not? Men want to have you men usually men want to have sex at it. Now what button went that pushing you? That you're somehow defective and a failure and all that. But it then she started, then she started saying, Well, wait a minute, what's wrong with me that he doesn't want me? So now now the rejection that so a lot of times we will say something to someone else about what's wrong with you when really what we need to do is we need to just be vulnerable and lean in and start with, wait a minute, he doesn't want me, but what is it about that I am feeling rejected or I'm feeling devalued or I'm feeling there's something wrong with me? And when you say those things, you say them softly, then you're going to get a whole lot farther. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, kindness is critically important for this kind of conversation. Yep. You just... You can't get ugly. You can't Mm-mm. get critical. You can't get um, accusatory and blaming, and mm-hmm. that, because it is such an intimate thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's ladies especially. It's never just about sex for men. And it, I w- it's about an emotional connection. Both of you enjoy and desire sex, not just for an orgasm. You you enjoy it because it it increases intimacy. Mm-hmm. So, and for yeah. these ladies, that's sex. Sex is an emotional connection. It is. I mean, and that's awesome. And it, I will say, I mean, I, I don't know. It's not an emotional connection. I mean, it's not like what? I enjoy it. I enjoy sex, but it's not something. Uh, I'm trying to think. If we've gone too too long, I would say, hey, I've, I'm feeling well, it disconnected. It does create intimacy, but I'm just saying how I receive intimacy usually is not through sex. But if it's been like, like I will say, if you. To be honest, if you've been gone like a really long time, like you know, like a month yeah. or so, and you we're coming back and we're reconnecting, if that's not a part of that, yeah, I would kind of feel like something's up. Yeah. Okay, that's it. So okay. don't ignore this that. issue. Number two, and I love this. This is so Michelle Weiner Davis. Use it or lose it, people. What? So what? here's a quote: 
Davis says it's important for high desire partners like Lori mm-hmm. to understand that some people just have low sex drives and her husband is probably one of them. What Jim has to do, she says, is to act sexually toward Lori even at first if he's not in the mood for sex. She says low desire partners should try to just do it. Use it or lose it, according to Davis. The more a person is sexually active, the more it actually stimulates testosterone production, which is obviously one of the primary hormones responsible for sex drive. Hmm. That is, I, I'm telling you, folks, it, a whole bunch of important things in a relationship come down to choice. Yeah. Are you going to choose to forgive? Are you going to choose to be kind? Mm-hmm. Are you going to choose to engage sexually? Yeah. Doesn't mean in a in an abusive environment. No, no. that's not what we're talking no, about. No, it's not. We're just talking about normal, regular, everyday couples. Sometimes you gotta do it to get it going. Right. To get to start it started those engines again. going yeah. and and to get the Even testosterone kind of up and yeah, because it's important. It is it's important. important for the health of your relationship. All right. So now we're on to the distraction of the day. Oh yeah. And I told you what two groups of people do you think would be the most unlikely groups to come together to make a thousand bowls of soup for the homeless? This happened in London. Hmm. Here's the title. Muslims and Jews come together so they can serve a thousand bowls of soup to the homeless. Oh, that's good. How cool is that? That's very good. In a display, and this this is coming out of goodnewsnetwork.org, in a display of loving solidarity, Thousands of Jews and Muslims rallied together to serve up some hot soup for the homeless. There you go. That is another good thing. That is a good thing. And especially yes. when, you know, here's what I've noticed. And I've gone in, you, you've you really not gone into dangerous, quote unquote, countries. Like no, I, I don't enjoy that. No. no. And so, but I have. Mm-hmm. And people, with all of my travel, I am telling you, there are wonderful people everywhere. Yes. There and are. the entire Muslim community is not trying to kill every Christian. <laughs> and I'll tell you what yeah. I learned in an all-Muslim city in Uganda is those Muslims, nice people, believe that all Christians are trying That's to kill right. them. A bus. I know, my we, buddy. Yeah, your buddy, a bus, bus that drove the bus. Yes. His wife was scared to meet you because she oh, thought she was, she was like shaking. Well, yeah. Right? And, well, and her family is, as a bus described them. Very very. Yeah, he called them Muslim Muslim. And I said, what does that even mean? He goes, well, they're the Al-Qaeda kind of. Like, they want to kill people and chop their heads off. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I wow. See why she would be nervous yeah. to meet me. And we, but we, I think we do need to be um, exposed to and do things with. So that's why the, this is so important. I know. So that we can, because how am I ever going to share the love of Christ with someone if I never run into them? If they're shrouded, and if I'm shrouded in my own community, I may not be in a burqa, but if I'm in my own little community and don't ever venture out and I'm too scared, I mean, I don't want people to do things you know, unsafe. You would probably be more comfortable with that, not me, but being able to do things and being able to interact. Just be loving wherever yes, you go. absolutely. And stop being terrified like w- that these countries... I always tell people that go on the trips that I've led, mm-hmm. don't Google the country. <laughs> if you Google the country, you're going to be told that everybody is dying of cholera 
on the streets. <laughs> and when you get there, that's just not what's typically yeah. happening. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, because I used to do that. Zimbabwe. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. When, I you, like, I Zimbabwe, would, when you went I like, to Zimbabwe, why am you're I going like, here? <laughs> everyone's being murdered by an evil it's dictator. Like, Americans are advised not to travel here. I and I was like, oh, wow. I went, yeah, that, that kind of scared me. Yeah, to and be you honest. Look at cholera yeah. And you're like, I don't want to die pooping. No. <laughs> I don't want to poop myself to death. <laughs> but, and I never saw one thing of cholera. I'm not saying, obviously, there were people there. Yes, there are. Cholera. But yeah. people read these news yes. stories, or even Mexico, our neighbor. Oh, that's true. We had a whole bunch I of know. couples not come on our couples retreat out of fear yeah. that Mexico, I'm going to get killed and put in a mass grave. And it's like, okay, that's yeah. obviously these things happen. They not do. Th- but but it's, it's never quite as terrifying as you think it's going to be. And love people. That's right. I, and I think, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna go down loving people rather than being yeah. afraid of them. I'd rather love them and they that kill mean, me than... Does that mean you're going to come with me on one of my dangerous I didn't ones? say that. I didn't. I, I will love them. I God's um, field for me, my territory is in a safe zone. <laughs> yes. I will go out. I, not that I wouldn't, but... I know. Yeah. Because you will. Yeah. It's going to happen. All right. God's stretching me enough. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if a plastic woman could stretch yeah. anymore. Well, everyone, have a wonderful Friday. Yes. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're listening on and leave a review. It just helps people find us, gets us up in those rankings. And frankly, I feel better about myself. <laughs> Disappeared. I was aching to be somewhere near your voice was all I heard. I was shaking from a storm in me, haunted by the specters that we had to see. Yeah, I wanted to be the melody.